Hi, this is Paul. Um, I've been putting out some clips from some of the Randos conversations and uh, that I've been that I've been having. Most of the Randos conversations are still in the membership area. Some of those conversations will be released to the open channel. Uh, everything depends on sort of me managing the amount of content that comes through the pipeline because the the pace of content coming out impacts things. And also holidays are coming up and I sort of try to store some things for the holidays when I'm perhaps making less videos. Maybe I'll make more. You never know. It all sort of depends how the holidays roll out in terms of church work and family life. But I'm going to put another I'm going to put another little piece of my conversation with Ash. Yesterday I released one little clip of my conversation with him. This this humorous story about him and the grade school kids that were sort of lining up these religious pictures on top of their desks in order to get better grades as Armenian children growing up in Egypt. Ash's full story is a really incredible story and we really only got through half of it. We'll have another conversation. Ash has been um, around the corner a bit. Um, he's he's done Exodus uh, 90 with some people and he's been out there and he's got a, he's got a he's got a great story and um, so we'll continue to dig into his. But in response to his, somebody sent me this meme that's going around Twitter. And I'm, I'm not doing this to pick on the Orthodox by any means. I could do a similar thing for, uh, maybe I should, um, three, three kinds of Christian Reformed people, three kinds of Roman Catholics, three kinds of Evangelical. And all of this gets into the question, the difficulty about talking about religion. And again, you know, part of what's fun talking to Ash is that, of course, he grows up as a Christian minority in an Islamic country during this transition that Egypt has been going through in the 20th and 21st century. There's just so many moving pieces to this. And with religion, there are so many layers to this in terms of somebody's experience. And part of what I love about the Randos conversations is that it's not all of this theory that's sort of disembodied from everything, which is usually sort of how we try to come to terms and grasp it. It's all the individual life stories of people, and it's the reflection on their individual life stories. So here in this little in this little meme, you have the Slav, born in Russia, baptized by a pious grandparents under the cover of darkness, uh, performs signs of the cross within two millimeter with two millimeter precision, wants 12 sons, still speaks Russians, um, um, chants vespers from memory, possibly a spy, doesn't talk during post-communion prayers, thinks head coverings are hot. Then you have the new convert, can't grow a beard, but is certainly trying, owns approximately 250 icons, uh, still in the cage stage, uh, listens to ancient faith radio in the car at every daily service, tried to live in a, in a monastery a month after being baptized, nearly died, wants to be a priest, ex-evangelical, still uses Protestant language. And then the cultural orthodox, probably named um, Georg or Dimitri, served at the altar as a kid, always late to liturgy, went to Mount Athos because his uncle has connections, his mom is really a good cook, hasn't been to confession in years, might have an accent. And... and what this shows is that, so I've, I've been making my way through the McGillchrist, um, the McGillchrist, Verveke, um, Smachtenberger video, which is just so chock full of so many good elements that can sort of be brought out and used. That when we talk about someone who is Orthodox or Christian or Muslim or Jewish, there's just so much, so many layers to this. In so many things. And then we, in some ways, we have to use these big terms. This gets at sort of John 
uh, Jonathan Peugeot's major project, which he's walking out in his in his Daily Wire thing. And again, for those of you who don't have Daily Wire, you're not missing much in terms of Peugeot's stuff. Peugeot's stuff on Daily Wire is sort of a distillation of all the stuff that he's done anyway. It's good, don't get me wrong, but if you've listened to Peugeot, you've heard it all before. Um, it's just sort of repackaged and sort of tailored nicely in a little box. But we have to talk about Christianity or Protestantism or orthodoxy. And, and, and there are definitely aspects to these things, but, you know, it intersects with the experiential. And, and what was so cool about Ash's conversation and Ash's story is that his life has so many different moving parts. Now, of course, Ash, at some point, we don't really get too much into where he's at right now. The, and I'll leave that if you want to look up Ash. I'm, he'd, be, he'd love to talk to you about it. If you, um, if you know him, he'll, he'll tell you about it. I, I, won't, I won't spoil the reveal. But you can just see that now he's, he's embodying, he's living in you know, one particular place in Christianity, his own perspective, so on and so forth. But what's beautiful about a life is that you've gone through all of this and all of the different stages that people have gone through all have a part in contributing to where he is and who he is now. So um, I look forward to it. It's always, a, again, did two good Randall's conversations today. It's always frustrating to me that in some ways the Randall's conversations are the most special part of the channel. They're, I think in many ways they're the most powerful, most important part of the channel. But um, it's, it's, it's just a function of our attention that People don't necessarily want to sit down and listen to the story of a rando's life if they're never going to meet him. It sort of sort of fails the relevance test. So I just wanted to post this little thing before we I really before I share this clip with Nash. And part of the reason I share these clips is because they I know that these these clips help give people a sense of ooh I'm interested. This guy's kind of interesting. Um, maybe I want to hear more of his story. And then if you hear more of his story, maybe you'll participate in the community a little bit better or maybe form an estuary or and gets, gets in, just invites people to get down to the embodiment. But now, of course, you can't participate with all of the randos that come across the screen. That That's too large a thing. But maybe they're just invitations to... Um, get out from behind the screens and get into a room with real people across the way and uh, develop a relationship and a community, so on and so forth. So I don't know if I should include this with, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll connect it. Maybe I'll post it both ways. I don't know. I'm always playing with the channel, as you can tell, putting little short things out, putting big things out. And, and watching the algorithm and saying, okay, what did people watch? What thumbnail worked? And, and not necessarily just to sort of game the system to gain a big audience, but always looking at it in terms of, okay, how did this pan out in terms of what I'm really looking for, which is helping people develop communities with one another? So the Armenian school is run by the church. So the, the, the bishop comes every year in the beginning of the year and he sits down and he gives a lecture and it's always the same lecture. I mean, you know, you would expect the guy to say something profound, something really religious, spiritual. No, it's the same picture. He goes, you know, 
Could you imagine a doctor going to see his patients without his medical bag? Could you imagine a soldier going to the military without his gun? Well, likewise, could you imagine you coming to school without your books? Make sure you bring your books. What is this? It's ridiculous. Like by, by the time I was seven, I'm thinking this is getting old. Y'all have graduated to the pictures, the game, the system, the book stuff. That's, that's, you, know, you don't have to remind us about that. <laughs> so, so eventually, um, the other thing that happened, because this is a, a, a religious school, shall we say, we would go to, they would take us in, on certain holidays, they would take us to the church for services, for something significant happening during the week. And so we would go to, we would get in the bus, we'd go to church and we would have the service and there'd be almost nobody there except for this one lady, very frail looking, very petite, very small, very old. And she would be like really into this religious service and she would have like her scarf on, she would be praying and just really seeking after God. And my impression of that as a little kid was like, she's weak and she can't handle life that she needs, she needs to do this this groveling and this worship to just survive for her day. Like that's not a, that's not attractive. Huh. That was just my impression of, of, huh. you know, yeah. Religious fervor equated yeah. to weakness of yeah. character or just, you know, fortitude, let's say. Yeah. And, and then we would be given communion at the end and, and the, in the Armenian system, right. There's the chalice and then the guy would take the bread and dip it. Yeah. And then he would stuff his fingers in your mouth. I mean, it's just, Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So we would take this um, bread and we'd show up to the the, the uh, school bus to go back to school. And uh, somebody looked at me and said, "What? where's your, where's the bread? And I said, I ate it. So what do you mean you ate it? He gave you a big piece, didn't he? Yeah. Well, you, did you chew it? Well, well yeah, I chewed it. You chewed the flesh of Jesus? Are you nuts? <laughs> and we are having this very deep, very serious theological debate about, can you chew the flesh of Jesus or can you not? And and I, I was just really distraught by this. And I, I was like, okay, I, so, so what do you do? You're supposed to leave it in your mouth until it just dissolves? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the other thing too, religiously speaking, when you take communion, you're supposed to fast. So you're not supposed to eat anything. And my parents never really wanted to adhere to that rule. But then at some point when you get old enough and you're, there's peer pressure, you say, did you fast? And you can't lie. You're like, yeah, I definitely fasted. So, so I'm, mom, I'm not having breakfast. I can't do it. We're getting communion. And you go to church. And of course, you're hungry. You haven't eaten for like 14, 15 hours. And you faint. And I've done this several times. To the point where people were concerned about my health as a, as a like, you know, what's what's wrong with this kid? Like, I fast. I'm I'm taking this seriously. <laughs> but honestly, Paul, I, I had no idea who really Jesus was, except hmm. the title Son of God. And I was hmm. like, so what, what does that even mean? I, so and, and you know, I, I remember having the altar and then there would be a picture of him on the right side being um, on, on a crucifix on a crucifix and on the on the left side with the tomb, you know, uh, not a not a stone rolled away, but but a, an actual tomb on the ground lifted, and then the the Roman soldiers in 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 terror, and then him ascending. I'm like, I, what does that have to do with me? I don't I don't understand. Why are we Why are we here? Why are we doing this? And I also remember that uh, the altar was like really holy and really serious, and you don't mess with that place. You don't run around there. You take it very very seriously. And one day they decided to do foot washing. 
And in the Armenian church, when you do foot washing, you don't do it for the adults, you do it for the kids. Hmm. So the kids are supposed to go up there, sit in the chair and do their, you know, get their feet washed by the priest and then you move on. And it's like a wonderful thing. Okay, so first experience doing this, I'm 12 years old. I go up there, I am so nervous because I am in the, what they call Holy of Holies. This is a very serious place. You don't really, you know, like, I feel like I'm just going to, you know, ruin something and, and ruin my life and and, and it's going to be awful for me. So I'm really nervous and I'm acting very nervous and I, I'm trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? Where do I sit? When do I sit? And the priest who's getting frustrated at me goes, what's wrong with you, kid? Are you, are you, are you, are you, um, in, in Armenian, we, we use the word bagasses as in like, are you, like, are you diminished mentally? Is that some, is there something wrong with it? It's a very insulting word. And I'm thinking, we're in the Holy of Holy. You're right in front of the altar. This is where you do the whole communion prayer thing. And you just insulted me in the presence of the Holy of Holies. This is, this is, I, this is unbelievable. So this is my understanding of religion, you know, very superficial, very, yeah. uh, very much, you know, superstitious, yeah. uh, very much of like, uh, you know, rub the genie and then some yeah. good things will happen yeah. to yeah. you type of a uh, type yeah. of religion. So that, that's my understanding of, of religion. And 